Ah, my beloved city, Jake said to him, turning down a narrow street between two large buildings. And all this trash. This strike is an outrage. The unions have no pride. Jake, Mark laughed, you haven't lived here in nearly two decades. It's not your city anymore. He snorted. And you left New York many years ago and swore never to return. Yet you still call it home. As for me, I plan to return. Mark sighed. It was an old argument. Jake's family had had to leave Paris when he was a teenager, and forever he had wanted to return and retire here. Mark had left New York because Mark wanted to, and had sworn never to live there again, yet was often forced to work there, and each time Mark chafed for the moment he could leave. But each was home to them in the way that the place you grew up in always was, just Mark hated New York while Jake loved Paris. Jake checked the address and pulled over to the side. The street had narrowed further here, and the buildings become more decrepit. Why do these guys always have to live in the shitty part of town? Mark sighed. Because they watch too many of those cheap horror flicks your countrymen write, Jake laughed. Mark shook his head and smiled. Well, at least they don't watch South Park, and laughed with him. Pulling their coats up, they put on their hats. It was raining and cold out. Paris was miserable in the winter, Mark thought. Getting out of the car, they met at the trunk. Standard kits or the heavy artillery, Mark joked. Hmm, let us see. A twenty-three-year-old college dropout who has been cooking your so-called free-inch fries at the local McDonald's? Oh, the heavy artillery for sure, Jake rasped in an exaggerated accent. If this kid got more than a pocket demon, I owe you a dinner at Marseille's. Mark handed him the bag and grabbed the companion one for himself. As much as I want to eat there, I suspect you won't be taking me this trip. This idiot is probably using frozen burger patties instead of fresh meat. Jake snickered at that, and Mark followed him over to the building. It was dark on the street. The rain wasn't heavy, but it made everything slick, and the clouds didn't help with the lighting. There was a staircase down the left side of the building. The entrance they wanted was down there. How did the commission tip to this guy anyways? Mark asked. He had been skiing on a two-day vacation when the report came in. Jake had worked the details while Mark had flown in from Switzerland, so Mark only had the short brief Jake had prepared for him. They didn't say, just that it was a reliable source. All right, Mark nodded and smiled to himself. Confessionals were wonderful things. Well, might as well get started, Jake said, pulling out a lock gun as Mark pulled out a cross. There was some holy water in the bag, too, a few other things useful for dealing with the smaller minor demons. Mark looked up as Jake opened the door, and the whole world exploded. The door blew up into tiny pieces of wooden shrapnel as soon as it was cracked. The blast of heat and ruddy light coming through it was like Dante's Inferno come to life. And then outstrode the biggest devil Mark had ever seen in his life. Seen in person, that is. He'd seen the pictures, drawings rather, and he was scared. The pictures did not do it justice. They didn't convey the all-consuming aura of fear, the unnatural way its body bent as it moved, the putrid ichors dripping off its body, and the smell. Nothing could prepare you for that smell. It grabbed Jake by the body, sinking its six-inch-long claws in as Jake screamed. Jake sprayed it with holy water, which evaporated like it had hit a plate of white-hot steel, hissing as it turned to steam. That only pissed the devil off greater, and it grabbed his other side with its other arm, digging its claws in further as Mark watched in horror, Jake's blood already running down its arms and mixing with the rainwater dribbling onto the floor. "'Be gone, devil!' Mark yelled, thrusting the cross out at it. "'Return to the gates of hell!'
The cross burned in his hand, and the devil looked at him and snarled. Ripping a chunk out of Jake, the devil backhanded Mark with a gnarled, paw-like hand. Mark flew up into the air and crashed down onto the stairs, stunned. The cross was on the ground, burning. Crosses were like handguns. If you brought too weak a one to fight the battle, you were dead. But something that needed a more powerful cross than the one Mark had been holding in his hand wasn't supposed to be possible. They weren't supposed to be able to get here anymore. Those gates couldn't be opened now, the pathways couldn't be made, and something this big could not be pulled through.